Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 277. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Just living living the dream, trying to live the dream. Uh, things are getting very busy right now, and I don't know why. Like, ski season is kind of winding down for me, which is sad because I didn't ski as much as I wanted to, but... Uh, it just seems like there's so much going on. This end of the ski season really has just, it's just hit everybody. It seems like, I mean, yeah, there's still some spots that are getting some dumping, you know, a couple spots out in Utah still are pretty good. I think the Pacific Northwest is getting uh good odds of getting hit with the storm this weekend, mm. but you know, the big areas like, you know, you just, it kind of, kind of was a bit of a dud this yeah. March. You know, I know a lot of places in the Northeast already are shutting down. You know, Mid-Atlantic, Poconos, starting to get into Vermont. Like it's, it's, it's starting to happen. Unfortunately, mud season is, is hitting a little earlier than we all want, but. And there's a lot of events going on, which is great, but it's just, it's so hard to keep up. Like, right. Like concerts, events, like pond skimming, pond skimming festivals, all those are starting to go down right now. Yeah. It's like. It's like, if you're thinking about it right now, it's probably too late. You're, you're already missing stuff. You got to jump on it right away. Yeah. And I know here, like the weather has just been kind of wonky where it's been super cold. And then all of a sudden it'll get like really warm and rainy for a day. And usually like, you know, a day of warm weather won't kill things. But when you throw the rain in there, like it just, it's been decimating stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can have another episode where we'll kind of complain about our season this year. At least you got out West a couple of times. So that was... That was at least something. I gotta say, I got some good, good trips in. Um, yeah, yeah that that wasn't bad. I'm bummed that I didn't get to ski the East Coast this year. No East Coast. Really? You got to ski in Utah and Colorado, and you're missing going to friggin' Vermont. I didn't get to do New Hampshire. I was in New Hampshire so much, but we had such plans, such big plans to be in New Hampshire. <laughs> happens every time. Damn it. Yeah. Well, you know, you you, you play the hand you dealt. Gotta That's start making plans. Gotta start yeah. making plans for Boston show, the ski show. Boston ski show. Hopefully it'll happen this year. Yeah. God knows where what things will look like in seven or eight months when yeah, it's who knows? November. Now they're saying flights are like gonna go up like 30, 40%, and hotels and cars are already gone up. Like it's craziness. Things could get crazy. <clears throat> so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how things go. But we're gonna stay positive. Focus Hold on, on to that crypto stuff. and stay stay positive, right? That's all you can do. That's all you can do. And you can go to our website, of course. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped, at Podcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. We got a notification that our latest podcasts are not showing up in Stitcher. And I went on there, confirmed that. I don't know what's going on. Our RSS feed is showing the latest episode, 276. I went on to Google Podcasts and I saw it there. I know it's in Apple. I know it's in Spotify. Stitcher, Stitcher I don't know huh? what you're doing, bro. Like, you got to step your game up. I don't know what's happening there. It's all very cryptic, some of these. Like, you get on and then you put the information and you don't hear from anybody. It just kind of starts showing up. Well, you go, you do a search for us. It shows up. But the last one it shows, I think, is 272. So it's missing three or four episodes. Huh. Very strange. But again, I went to our RSS feed. That's what powers all of these other podcasting apps. Yeah. And it shows everything. It's up to date. So 
know what's going on. Don't use Stitcher. They suck. Go somewhere else. Grow up. Evolve. Go to Spotify. We're actually on YouTube. Go to our YouTube page because I actually put a lot of goddamn work into editing the podcast now. They look very nice. I put a little transitions. You can see our adorable faces. Nice. It's, it's, I, I don't know. It's a different thing. If you don't want to just listen, you want to watch that's up there now and it's edited. It's cleaned up. It's not like the raw footage we give you before it's cleaned up. Good to go. Yeah. I would check it out if I were you. So, you know, peer pressure a little bit. I'm loving the website. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Website needs to be retuned as well. It's very nice. There's a shop there. Keep on podcast.com slash shop. You got cool shirts and whatnots there. Mugs, hats, what good stuff. Whatnots, exactly. Oh, Whatnots. Yeah, there's going to be merch. I, I, I still have that surprise for you. I'm actually working on a few little surprises. Oh, boy. That we may have additional merch, but we'll, we're will we going to have something for us like to Custom to tailored, made to order. Made to order stuff. Banana like, hammocks. Yeah, banana hammocks, of course. Perhaps, maybe. Hey, I'm down in Florida. A lot of Canadians come and visit, and you know... When banana hammock season is in, you got to have your banana hammock. You just got to roll with it. Because yeah. they're coming down. They come well, down full on speedos. You know, it, it's, it says a lot about a man who has the confidence to wear that. Right? Right. Look at us repressed Puritans. Me, not I've been hitting the gym. wearing that. Getting yoked. Let my, letting my uh, banana hammock run free. Letting the ladies know what's up. That's right. So... Speaking of letting people know what's up about our sponsors, big thank you, Terracia, Terracia.com, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A.com, Premium Cold Weather Solutions. Their mission is to create best-in-class apparel that can be worn in any cold temperature environment, designed with thoughtful features and fit, and always providing the optimum level of performance for whatever you are doing. We also fully believe in the idea that good products can always be made better and strive to constantly improve, refine, and optimize all facets of our products. Go to their website, terracia.com, use the code TERRACIABUM, and you will get 15% off. Boom. What a deal. Also, Paradise Skis, paradiseskis.com. They make seriously fun skis. They are all about making skiing as fun as possible, whether that's shredding laps in Hawaiian shirts, bringing the parking lot apres, or getting up early to go for that huge backcountry objective. It is our mission to create skis and snowboards that allow our customers to enjoy every single day in the mountains. Go to their site, paradiseskis.com. Use the code SKIBUM15, 15% off. Thank you so much, Paradise Skis. Thank you, Teresia. Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for Opre Today. A strange day for me. Uh, got my allergies in full bloom and uh, not doing too well right now. Uh, also, the last like day of March. That's a yeah. as a skier, it's kind of these are dark times. Yeah, that that's the other thing. It's the, you know skiing coming to a close for the season. I'm like, my body's I don't even just know how to feel right now. I, I feel I feel just so numb about this season. Yeah, it was. I a feel weird like I didn't season. get after it the way I should have. I feel like I I didn't do enough. But that said. I got my son to ski on his own. Nice. Like, that's I did really, that's a he really big step. He on his own, he's able to follow me, like, and he's four, four and a half. And that, nice. and I, I keep trying to, as a parent, you know, you kind of realize it's not about you anymore. It's about them. 
So I'm trying to get over myself and my lack of skiing and focus on the fact that I got him to ski on his own. Nice. But I'm a selfish prick and I can't do that. And I need to just stop being a little spoiled little brat that I am and just look through the eyes of babes and appreciate what it was. Him and I skiing together this season. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So for Opry today, I tell you, it's been, uh, I decided to go with tea with one of my favorite bourbons, Bullet. So got a nice little bullet. And the tea I selected is called Happy Tea. And I looked up the tasting notes and they're saying it's got like hibiscus and jasmine, which is kind of nice and fruity, fruity floral notes, you know, berry-like. And uh, you add the bourbon in there, it just it's hit, hits you pretty nice. And I actually am happier now. See? Look at that. Oh, this is good. Especially, it's a little chilly here. You know, Florida, of course. Uh, how, how chilly could it possibly be in Florida right now? Oh, it's in the 60s. That's really, you oh know, people God. are taking out their parkas, gloves. You know, somebody's going to have the Canada goose on tomorrow. I know it. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see that shit once in a while and be like, what are they doing? You are mentally ill. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm so cold. Really? It's <laughs> 70 degrees out. That's what I have my temperature in my in my house at right now. All right. How about you? What do you got going? I decided to go for a throwback beer. Trying to clear out my fridge. Trying to get things. You got to put a good effort to to put a dent in that clearing out the fridge. Thing. I did throw out a couple bottles. I did I did follow the method where you know I'm like I know I'm not drinking these. They've made a move and I've been in this house for five years. So they're five plus years old. There's no way they're good. I didn't want to drink them five plus years ago. Why would I want to drink them now? Dude, I was looking at some of my canned foods the other day because I I just went through the cabinets and was throwing out like old stuff. I have stuff I think that was from Jersey because I have cans that were like expired in 2021, like early 2021. And I'm like, how old is this? You know? Like can of tuna fish or vegetables, they never go bad. It's like a five year plus shelf life, you know. In theory, in theory, in theory, some things get better with age. A lot don't. Yeah, I actually threw out. Remember that beer that I didn't like, which we talked about. Yes, two weeks ago. I don't don't even want to mention it. We don't want to trash that site anymore. It is bad news. Uh, I actually like the brewery. I just didn't like that beer. Um, yeah. And they're actually opening a tasting room above Hooters out at Clearwater Beach. So Look at that. I will be going there frequently. That's the place they had the band in St. Pete. Really nice brewery they have down there. But anyway, um, I poured them down the sink. I was like, I'm not going to drink them. Nobody wants them. I'm done. I'm cleaning out the fridge. Boom. Right down the sink. That's Alcohol a beach. true sign of maturity of yeah. adulthood is when you're able to look at beer, it's in your fridge, and go, I'm not drinking this, and just pour it down. A younger Mary would be Big trying step. to mix it with fruit juice and stuff. Like, hey, maybe I could still drink it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm way past it. You're making like flaming Dr. Peppers out of it. Like, yeah, we'll yeah. figure something out, right? Something. Hey, if you shotgun them, you bro. can't really taste it, you know? Yeah, yeah well, no. Sleep. Right out. Right out the window. Maturity. I think I have literally four beers in the fridge right now. Goddamn. God bless I you. Get, I get like a little bit at a time. Like I got like a, a 12 pack of Guinness that went St. Patrick's day week, you know? And I had a, I think I had the last one, like, like a, a few days ago and that was it. Damn. 
So it's about yes. beer management. I haven't like I haven't bought beer. I think the last beer I purchased. Uh, that's so true. I went when I was up at Hunter a few weeks ago. I bought that four pack. But before that, it was Christmas. Four pack though. It that's was the eggnog beer that mm. I bought. I still have one more that was floating around. And that thing, like that thing's got a half life. Like that thing is ready to just, I don't even know, explode, expire, do something. Damn. But I got this beer because this reminds me of a wonderful ski trip I went on last year with our pal Rich from All About mm. Opera. And we just encountered this brewery. We were trying to find something. It was it was President's Weekend, so or President's Monday. Mm-hmm. So some of the places that we were driving past were closed. A bunch of places were closed because, you know, in the New York Massachusetts metro area, why would you want to be open on a big three-day holiday weekend for skiers in right. ski towns? You're not looking guess, to make money, right? You hate money. You hate money, apparently. <laughs> exactly. So for whatever reason, we had to kind of go out of our way to find another brewery, which we did find. And it was one of those very happy accidents where you go there and you're like, wow, this place is amazing. Nice. It was so good. I actually was trying to go there when I left Hunter a couple weeks ago, but it's really? the local place. Cause you know, it's, it was almost equidistant from the mountain to my house, which means it's a three hour drive. It was an hour and a half. Hmm. I would have to wait an hour and a half to get a drink or something like after like skiing, I just wanted to eat and have a beer and then just get home kind of thing. Yeah. So didn't go, but the places in, where is it in upstate Chester, New York. All right. Sort of off of 84. So if you're in the, uh, just south of New Paltz, there's that 84 goes across into Mass, then into Connecticut. Does it go into Mass? I think it goes into Mass. Maybe not. No, it goes from New York to Connecticut. I don't even know. Newburgh, that area. Newburgh, yeah. Twin Barn Brewing. Hypnotic Oranges. You know where this is near? Orange County Choppers. They have that big oh, like warehouse okay. display room yeah. up there. Like the people, those isn't that, that Goshen, family. New York? What's that? Goshen, New York. It's near that. There's a Legoland there, which I want okay. to get to soon. My son. Oh yeah, near that. But this is a uh, Chester. It's Tin Barn Brewing. This is their hypnotic oranges. They don't make it anymore. It's one of those beers. Where they have the ingredients. They make it and never see it again. But Damn. I love this beer. I love oranges, Citra, and Galaxy Hop to get that orangey creamy flavor nice mojination there i have the description here it's a it's an ipa imperial ipa so it comes in hot 8.7 close your eyes clear your mind take a sip of your glass and focus on the golden liquid flowing over your tongue let your mind explore the combination of citra and galaxy hops taste the glowing oranges feel the dank backbone as it hits your palate with every sip you fall deeper into the trance. This double New England IPA at 8.7% features the same hops as the Queen of the Galaxy with twice the galaxy. Now, Queen of the Galaxy, nice. one of the best beers. I think my favorite beer of the year last year. Yeah. So good. Let yourself be hypnotized by the hypnotic oranges. Dude, Very the nice. place, again, we went there, me and Rich, both of us were like, this place is phenomenal. Nice. Really, really good. Middle, it's like on this road. It was an old farm. They had this like tractor in the front. It's kind of like their identity. Oh, nice. It's awesome. Got pizzas there that are pretty good. Damn. Ah, it, everything I described, like it just that's what it is. It's a very orangey New England IPA. Comes in hot, 
and it's delicious. Come in hot. I think I could taste it from that description. Oh. And the reading of that. Like it's so good and orangey. Yeah. Love it. Good and orangey. Fights off scurvy. <laughs> scurvy. scurvy. All right. Well, that does the app parade today. Let's go to ski news. Now we're talking about before how we're not getting like these big March storms that we've you know, had in the past. And I saw this story in the Denver post because I like flirting with the idea of moving to Colorado. I've been flirting with that idea for years now and too big of a giant chicken you to would, do it. You'd still want to move there. hundred percent. I live in New Jersey, man. Like I want to go anywhere. I know. I've I've heard so much has changed in Colorado. I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to go there anymore. I'm thinking Montana or Wyoming, somewhere with like land. And I I, I definitely would uh, any of them. Idaho, Montana, Utah, Colorado. Oh, somebody Wyoming. the other day mentioned whitefish to me again. I was like, God damn, we got to go to whitefish, dude. I have one of my Zillow alerts for whitefish, and it's yeah. just depressing because. Does they it alert you thing, when anything over 5 million goes on sale? <laughs> well, it sends me like a weekly thing and shows like how many things are available for sale. Today, I looked at, today one came, opened it up. It said the anticipated one year value, like the average house value in that zip code is going to go up 32%. I'm like, Damn. are you fucking kidding me? There's not a lot of land there. It's 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 locked in by like reservations big, and national though. forests like and it, stuff. It's it's definitely a very like. Sp- you're right. There is. They have the um, glacier. That's national the difficulty Park, right getting there. The east. Yeah. yeah. Like it's stupid expensive. Most places don't have basements either, and that kind of pisses me off. Like I want a basement for cold weather environment. I would have thought everybody has a basement. All right? the new construction doesn't have a basement, and that pisses really? me off. As a child of the 80s and 90s as a like man who's about, sitting in his basement right as now as a man sitting in his basement <laughs> right now and a man who grew up in the 80s and 90s like think about like the best shows the sitcoms the tv shows yeah. everyone congregated in the basement like did you watch stranger things i'm sure you did yeah right? that's they usually were, where you have a hangout you got your you know they were, that was the heyday of the basement everyone yeah. didn't have this fancy ridiculous finished basement gyms it was just like a big and hangout place like they had yep. maybe it had a couple of some drywall up and you had your couches you had your toys we used like, to skate in yours right i used to play street hockey in mine i just i didn't care it's cement walls yeah just hitting everything you don't care i used to rollerblade in my parents basement yeah we had a it was a big throw a baseball against the wall yeah. i didn't care awesome. pitching down there now i realize what an asshole i was as a kid because i was like taking slap shots into like the air conditioning things and didn't realize it but <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. Realize anything. But yeah, like none of the places in Whitefish have basements. And that really that's weird. Really pissed me off. Like very rocky. Why is that? Maybe it's that. I mean, some of the older places did, but any of the new construction, because they're doing a lot of new construction there, all none of it have has a basement. Huh. Like I love basements, man. I love them. That's weird. But anyway, so. Colorado cloud seeding program aims to make good snowstorms better. And this is the kind of science I can get very much behind. Did you know it's been a decades old practice of cloud seeding? I had no idea. So they're still doing it. I remember them talking about it, but I never knew they were still doing it. Anywhere. Oh, they're still doing it. 
All across Colorado, teams of cloud seeders keep watch over the winter months, looking for the right conditions to make water. Snow, to be precise. Now, is that messing up the environment? I don't know. It's the same. But the temperature, moisture levels, and wind conditions have to be just right before those seeders, up to 25 of them at any given time, can get to work. Andrew Rickert, manager of Colorado's weather modification program said it's a very fine line we're walking when the need or when the line is walked properly cloud seeding can bring extra inches of snow during much needed winter much needed winter snows across the increasingly dry american west Hmm. the practice started off strong this winter but tapered off as weather warmed and chances of snowstorms dissipated they invented cloud seeding in the 40s and have been used in Colorado since the early 70s. Wow. The basic process remains the same, but the technology has improved and the practice has gained some momentum. In short, the kind of clouds that create snowstorms contain massive amounts of super chilled water vapor, Rickert says. Left alone, those clouds can release some snow and retain the rest of their water vapor. Cloud seeders look to agitate those super chilled water particles causing them to freeze inside the cloud. From there, they form snowflakes and fall to the ground. Cedars Hmm. can agitate those particles by plane or from machines on the ground. Both processes typically use a silver iodide compound. Airplanes will pretty much fly right through the cloud, spraying the compound across a flame and spreading it through the air, sparking the chemical reaction. Ground generators do the exact same They use wind drafts to carry the compound into the clouds. End result, up to 12% increase in snowfall for a particular storm. There you go. So you wouldn't know if that storm that's coming was fake or real. They just seed the cloud and let it it go, right? Jack it up. You know, it's like steroids. Steroids for your clouds. Give a little something extra. for the clouds. Yeah. Damn. So this year wasn't great for storms. Climatologists repeated for months that Colorado needed consistent above average snowfall this winter to recoup moisture lost over the last two decades of drought, and it didn't happen. They usually get 20 plus seedable storms. This year, they probably got in the 15 to 18 range. Wow. So pretty cool. And, you know, again, as skiers, as people who love snow, like I love this practice. I love that they're doing it. I don't know if there is any sort of climate disadvantage with that silver iodide. I'm just wondering what it not. does. I mean, it, it's a chemical or, or a compound that they're mm. putting into the environment. Like, is that safe? Like, I, I don't even know how that's produced or what. Well, when we were in Norway curious. a few years ago, they had a whole, because they're like super over the top environmental over there. Right. They had a whole big thing about ski wax and how much ski wax yeah. actually... Is bad for the environment. It's bad for the snow. I mean, I think they're all the, the the newer ones are a lot more environmentally friendly, but the old stuff from like back in the day, who knows what the hell they were putting in there? Hmm. Could be like friggin' asbestos ski wax. So it's silver iodide? Silver iodide, yeah. So chronic inhalation or ingestion of silver salts may cause Agira, 
characterized by permanent blue-gray discoloration of the eyes, skin, mucous membranes, and internal organ- organs. So you become a white walker, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's become crazy a goddamn stuff, white man. walker. Damn. How come none, nothing has like a really positive, awesome side effect? Like, imagine it's like, hey, man, we're putting <laughs> this stuff in to see the clouds. Oh, really? That's cool. You know what? It also makes you burn fast fat three times faster and makes your dick twice as big like why are there never those side effects with anything dude they tried that with fucking asbestos they put asbestos in literally everything it was tiles it was you know blank insulation insulation everything and that was like oh this is gonna kill you really in a bad way andrea's uncle he had one exposure to it and died i mean really it was years later but he had uh, mesothelioma yeah but years like decades later oh yeah it's one of those things i guess it never it gets into your lungs and it doesn't get out and it just like it's glass that just like saws away and causes just inflammation and causes cancer it's so horrible but again why aren't there like these super like superhero side effects why can't that shit happen with anything just something right yeah Everybody thought it was soy. Remember that? That was another one that everybody was like, oh, put soy in everything. Soy is great. And then hey, you find you like man tits and, you know, yeah. smaller balls. Soy is awesome. It makes you a woman and it gives you man tits. Like, what the fuck? What you put yeah. in my goddamn milk? Right? They're like, soy is the answer. It's going to be the superfood of the future. It's the future. That's what Bill Gates will tell you. Oh, yeah. Him and Fauci. With his guts and his Jacking little, each other off. His big tits. His big, big, man big tits. milky tit. He puts them in uh, Fauci's mouth, I think. <laughs> Come here, human centipede, right there. Come here, Fauci. You need to. You need. You need your nourishment. Come here. The Epstein human me? centipede. Why don't you suckle me? <laughs> Cloud seeding. So, so we got suckling like from Bill Gates with anthony fauci why can't there be any friggin' superhero side effects that's all i'm saying like no one's got like a spider-man effect like no one can get bit by something and become like more awesome like that's bullshit so i still just fix fix this goddamn simulation (laughs) i want like why isn't there a cheat code in there that's right so i saw the last spider-man movie and it's they bring the heard it's good it's really good now i'm I'm not going to spoil anything but it was cute because the the different spider-man i guess they come from different universes or whatever right it's not spoiling anything but they're together and they're talking about stuff they and they're all like looking a Voltron at Ultron spider-man yeah, yeah they're all looking at the one guy and like so you got bit by the spider and you can naturally produce your web and they're like oh we like they're like i i create mine with a chemical com- compound i can't excrete it from my body and the other guy's like yeah neither can i like so we have fake web and you have like real web and they were like, you know, what's it like shooting it out, like joking around about <laughs> stuff like that. But um, <laughs> it was just, it was interesting. I was like, wow. So they they didn't even get the jacked up, like full powers. I'm like, huh. Like I never did any research or was ever like a big like comic book guy, but how does Spider-Man refuel his web? So that that was what, what I learned from the movie. The one, I guess, naturally, I guess it's like a mucus or something. He secretes it. so. It's just that's the original. Is it the original? So like electrolytes would like that help? I have more? no idea. Food, you know how like he was we saw the one movie, he was like eating a ton of food after because his metabolism was going crazy. So because yeah, like a spider metabolism is like he's moving yeah. so much, right? So 
I guess that's how he replenishes. The other two Spider-Men, though, they got to create it in a lab. So they got to make a batch and hope they don't run out while they're ch- getting chased because they go to shoot a web and then they're just dead. Like, and you don't want to see Spider-Man using a gun. That just seems weird. Yeah, like a utility belt, like the gay-ass Batman utility belt. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it gay-ass? Batman's belt is awesome. It's awesome, but he doesn't have any real power. He's just rich. That's why we love him, though, because we can be him. We, yeah. Now, imagine, I don't have that kind of money. Wouldn't you, if you hit Powerball, wouldn't you become Batman? Get jacked. I don't know. I don't see Elon Musk doing that shit. He's solving other problems. He's got much bigger fish to fry. What would he be? He'd be like a, a Wombat, He'd be Wombat Man. Man right? He'd be Wombat Man. Wombat. <laughs> He's uh, Australian, right? Or South, South Af- African. South African. Damn He'd be Black Panther. Black Panther, there you go. White Panther. <laughs> White Panther. You get White Panther, you get Autistic Black Panther. Panther. There you Autistic go. Panther, you get, you get Yellow Panther, Red Panther. We get all the Panthers in there. That, then you have Foreman Voltron. Then Different you're animal. Yes, then you're from. Same big cat family. You got to have a purple one, and then you're from in the Voltron. Dude, that's Prince. Prince would be driving the purple friggin' cat. Oh, God damn it, I love Prince. God, he's the best. Man. Man. There's something, one of the songs came on, and of course, Bodhi doesn't know anything about Prince because he's a millennial. Well, he's not even a millennial. He's it's only like a, 15, he's, so. I was like, oh. yeah, I don't know what they, what call, they him? call him. Young-ass kid. Um, goddamn boy. <laughs> goddamn boy. Um, you don't even have hair on his peach. <laughs> uh, um, you these days? or No, absolutely <laughs> not. He, um, <laughs> but he has no idea who Prince was. I'm like, goddamn, Prince was the bomb. Yep. He'll yep. figure it out. Yeah. Show him purple rain. Purple. Got to purify him. Got to purify. Minnetonka. Lake of Minnetonka. Purify yourself in the waters of the Lake waters Minnetonka. Of Lake Minnetonka. Yeah. Which is like heavily polluted, right? I, I Maybe a little bit. I don't know. You jet ski and like three-headed fish come out. Yeah, that's true. All right, moving on to more ski news. Vail Resorts is expanding to, of all places, Switzerland. So it's going to be its first European ski resort. They've made a bid to to take a 55% ownership stake in Andermatt Sundrum Sport AG, which is the Andermatt Sundrum uh, ski resort. Uh, It's 90 minutes from Zurich. Uh, and Lucerne, and about two hours from Milan. So that's good. You can fly to Zurich or, well, 90 minutes from Zurich. That's pretty convenient. That's a quick uh, bus ride. <laughs> and then Milan. Um, it'll be the first European ski resort that Vail will own and operate, and the transaction expected to close before the 22-23 winter season begins. Hmm. So... um. They're going to control the mountain ski resort assets, including chairlifts, most of the restaurants, and ski school operation. The current owner um, will retain 40% ownership stake with a group of existing shareholders comprising of the remaining 5%. So Vail is spending more than $160 million on the acquisition. So they're also going to sink a lot of that money into... On mountain investments, including lifts, snowmaking, and dining, um, and then some of the investments going to be used for base area and real estate development. So, and yeah, I guess and there is an Egyptian billionaire that invested 
$1.4 billion into the surrounding area in recent years, including high-end lodging restaurants, a concert hall, an 18-hole championship golf course. There was a weird paragraph in the article. That's like, weird. Like, why... Like, what does the Egyptian billionaire have to do with this mountain? I mean, it gets his surrounding base area. So I guess it's kind of built up and I yeah. guess they're trying to make this luxurious ski resort area. I'm oh, does he own was... one of the pyramids? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, like who this... owns the pyramids? Is like owned by like Egypt? It's this dude. This guy. He's you got pay the your 20 bucks to go Giza. see the pyramid. He gets yeah. 10 of that. He's got the pyramid. <laughs> pyramid. He got, they're opening like apartments in there now. They got special like penthouse loft oh, yeah. in the pyramid, right? They got a penthouse apartment in the pyramids. I mean, you're wasting good real estate there in the middle it's of the good desert. real estate. Right on the right, right on the uh, river, right? Run the Nile, of course. Great views. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So they're saying the timing, subject to the timing of closing, p- Vale plans to include unlimited access to Andermatt Sundron on the 2022-2023 Epic Pass. There you go. So that's pretty awesome. You can get over there. You can ski it every day. There you go. So you're jacked up price for your Epic Pass. This is what you're paying for. You're paying for Vail to buy yeah. a sweet mountain in Switzerland. Nice little getaway. Yeah. 75 miles of skiable terrain and a top elevation of more than 9,800 feet. Interesting fact. Well, at least interesting to me. Do you know that Switzerland is not part of the EU? Um, well, that's why they're still on their Swiss franc, right? Exactly. They're not using that. Cause like, we're not using your euro. funny money. We have the yeah. Swiss franc. This is what you guys are going to, it's kind of like Putin demanding we, he gets paid in, uh, <laughs> rubles. Yeah. <laughs> but the Swiss demand to get paid in their currency. So they're not part of the EU, but they're part of the, was it Schengen? Oh, the Schengen, yeah. That's what do they a call different... it? The Schengen region or the Schengen something? Some trade group? It's a trade group, yeah. Yeah. Dude, Europe is so weird now with all these like breaking up of countries, putting this dumb thing together. Like it used to be like just your own country, do your thing. Yeah. Oh, you got to go change your money from, you know, <laughs> your uh, whatever, your Deutschmark to your Lira and go have fun. Then you get your French francs and you go to get your... I like trading and seeing all the different kinds of useless money they have over in Europe. Yeah. I would love going to like Italy and like that, that meal just cost us 20 million lira. (laughs) It was like, I was like, I don't know if I have that much. Do you have 50 bucks? Then that's 20 million. You good. What was, what was it? Uh, Euro trip. Yeah. They go to like Bratislava. Bratislava, which is a real place. Like, oh man. You only have like 50 cents left, like 50 US cents. What can we and get with like this? VIPs and they're buying like everything. You're getting massages and yeah. everything is great. Those were different he gives, times. He gives a guy like a five cent tip and he, he quits. He's like, yeah. with this, I'll open my own restaurant, my own uh, hotel. Uh, That's awesome. Different times. Different times. Simpler times, really. I want to see how much the Italian lira was worth. Well, next is a, a two for story, but they're very different. But this first one's really quick. On April 6th, apparently skiing is taking a dramatic new turn. I don't know if you knew about this, but Bodie Miller is announcing something big. Boom. 
I think he's doing something with goggles, perhaps. Well, he something did the big. skis, which he got. Got those uh, those bomber skis. Bombers, but then he was getting sued or fighting with uh, Head, right? I think so, because he had a deal with them. I think he... Yeah, they wouldn't let him ski them. on them. That's what it was. That's what he, it was. He had a ski on Head. Yeah. He's got some like pretty sweet academy, I think, in Montana now. Oh, nice. Some sports academy we talked about. And he's doing something with goggles, I believe. Hmm. But April right. 6th, we're going to find out. That's next Wednesday. Not too far away. It's nice. Save up your lira because um, Save them lira. it was 5.75 US dollars to 10,000 lira. Whoa. So you're talking about dropping like like maybe a few hundred, hundred thousand lira on something. Damn. You know how annoying that is having all those zeros at the end of the card. <laughs> we may be there yeah. soon. I don't know. We get super inflation, right? <clears throat> yeah. Nothing, anything is possible these days. But that's okay. just a little thing to keep your eye out for if you're interested in that. And one final story here, which I thought was pretty cool. It's from our pal Eric Wilbur over at the New England Ski Journal. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, the AMC Network of Mountain Huts is a world away from a typical overnight stay. This group of huts exists in the White Mountains over there in New Hampshire. And there are eight huts located along the Appalachian Trail through New Hampshire. Three of them, Center Notch Hut, Zealand Falls Hut and Lonesome Lake Hut are available for lodging during the winter months as well. Rustic comfort, but a sense of community that makes a stay feel like a, a quote, Narnian fairy tale. That's awesome. And say, because you're coming through the woods and you come to a place where in the winter there's a wood stove and a caretaker. There's something, someone living there. And then in the summer, you can hike to the top of the mountain. And then there's this little cabin that just appears. And they're like, oh, please come in. Have some lemonade. Have some soup. That's awesome. Yeah. And these aren't really huts. Like, I'm looking at a picture of the Lonesome Hut. It's a pretty big ass, like, yurt. It's, it's like a permanent yurt. Pretty good size. Yeah. The AMC huts are in backcountry locations and offer co-ed bunkhouses and separate washrooms with composting toilets and cold water sinks. The bunkhouses are not heated, have no lighting and no electricity. They also stay cold, so it's imperative that guests bring the proper sleeping gear. Huts wow. were inspired by the ski huts of Europe, where hut-to-hut backcountry skiing got its start in the 1800s. Madison Spring Hut, located at the northern end of the presidential range, was the first of the New Hampshire huts built in 1888. Nice. It's a very non-American environmental experience. I just hope the people are coming because they are excited and want to spend some time in the environments that the huts are in. Yeah, hopefully they're not just going to go there and do meth. Yeah, meth ruins everything. (laughs) Yeah, they go there and they're just like doing drugs. Like, you're missing everything around here. They're just high as fuck. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, they say the huts are operated at full capacity during the summer months, June to mid-fall, when guests also are served breakfast and dinner. Nice. Carter Notch Hut, Zealand Falls Hut, and Lonesome Lake Hut open on a caretaker basis during the winter, late fall through end of May. The caretaker will take care of shoveling snow off the roof and keeping the stove going. 
Now, is that like a shining job where you go and you're, right, you're waiting for somebody to come or you're going crazy? That's a good point. I don't know how busy they are. They should have a copy of The Shining in every one of those huts. So when you come, there's in, no you electricity, watch man. You got to like act it out. Like there's that's, no. That's right. <laughs> you got to do like improv comedy or Pictionary or something. Oh, that's right. There's no electricity. Damn. Maybe there's electricity. There says there's no. Oh no. Yeah. No electricity and no lighting. Wow. That's so the bunk, candle lamps. Well, that's the bunk houses. So oh, maybe like the main okay. area probably has something. Probably. Yeah, but the bunkhouse, no electric? Damn. You the bunkhouse your... is more like it, right? Yeah, and you can freeze your, your nuts off out there. That's why you got to bring the proper gear. I'd be afraid of freezing my nuts off. Yeah. You just wake up and your nuts are right next to you. So I was off the Appalachian Trail way back in college, and we went to a friend's hut. A bunch of us, it was like, um, it was one of the, the breaks, but nobody was going home. So we're like, hey, he's like, my, my grandpa's... Um, you know, cabin that they built is uh is up there. We just go crash at the cabin, hang out, you know, grab some beers, whatever, and just just some meth. Sit out there, do some meth. And uh <laughs> went up there and he couldn't get the uh you know, they turned on he turned on the water and stuff like that, but he couldn't get the um the heat to work. So we're like, Ooh. well, what do we do? Like we got there at night. We're like, we either drive back at night down the mountain or we just kind of stay and see if we die. Right. So I think I wore every piece of clothes I had. I just, and just cocooned it up in, in bed. And that was it. And just freaking, I was like hoping to, to be alive the next morning. Was, did you ever have a thought about who is the first one that would be eaten? If they yeah. I didn't the first one dying. So I was hoping that, you know, if we had to, we'll just forage or whatever. Cause it's always my first thought when I get into a situation like that, I was like, who am I going to eat? Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to eating anybody. So I was like, yeah, no one looks see forward to it, but you got to prepare. <laughs> yeah, we did have a car with gas in it. Just we could have sat in the car. Hope you know? is not a plan, my friend. You got to think about this stuff. You got to have a plan in place. But it's funny, there's like eight or 10 of us. Like people are just, you know, and he had, he had a ton of rooms. It was a huge cabin. And, um, but it was cold as shit. And I'm like, one of these people are, I'm looking around and I'm like, Somebody's going to get really hammered and pass out and just freeze to death. I'm like, so we had, like, we had to like make a pact. Like everybody make sure that nobody falls asleep, like, you know, unbundled up. <laughs> Otherwise we're going to be involved in a, a crime scene. Someone will be dead. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some more information on here. You can find out. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes, but. Like Hot rates start at 60 bucks per night during the self-service season. During the regular season, when service includes dinner, lodging, and breakfast, a stake can run 278 bucks. Well worth it. Yeah, AMC members receive a 20% discount off regular rates. Membership is 50 bucks for an individual, 75 for a family. You can go to outdoors.org for complete information. Pretty awesome stuff. Send that article to my wife. So when there you we go. go up there in the winter, we can do some hunting. Hut hopping. Sounds good, right? I like hunting it. Ain't easy. All right. And that wraps up the ski news. So we have no main topic this week. We have no interview. Nothing we want to talk about. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do a little old school. We are going to go under the ropes. 
All right, so it's happened. I know people that were waiting for this, and uh, they are the big important. I'm one of those people. That's right. I actually would would like this. It'd be kind of cool if it's delicious. So the first hamburger vending machine has arrived. So we don't even need minimum wage workers anymore to make your 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 burger. We can just go to a vending machine now and uh, and get one. So in this article, they're talking about they actually found a pizza vending machine, which I remember seeing on TV a long time ago, cupcake vending machine, which I like that. I didn't, I haven't seen one, but that sounds pretty cool. Um, and now they've found a hamburger vending. So it's a company called Robo Burger and they're selling a machine that will make you a burger with custom toppings from grass and vegetarian fed 100% Angus beef, antibiotic free, with no artificial growth hormones in six minutes for $6.99. I love this. Not just the vent. Yeah. Not just the vending machine. Robo burger is a whole kitchen shoved into 12 square feet. Um, is one of the first, the first one was installed in the Newport center mall in Jersey city. I used to ride my bike past that mall to go to work. Well, I guess the co-founder, um, Dan Bredo is a uh, former teamster. It's a former teamster. He must be from Jersey because he, he did the interview with NorthJersey.com. <sighs> Newport Center Mall in Jersey City. I remember being there and that was a weird mall. I got to say. It's it big. But it's um, that mall is worlds colliding. Yeah. It's just, I went there once at lunchtime because I was with somebody, one of the guys I work with had to go pick something up. And I'm like, I've never been to this mall. And I was walking around. I was like, it's good and bad. Like, it's just very strange. All right. So then they go further to say how it works. Robo Burger, which calls its contraption a chef in a box. So do they actually jam somebody in there? Can you imagine that? They just they put to. somebody in there and like, okay, we're paying you minimum wage. Just sit in this box and make You have burgers. to be under four foot six. <laughs> That's right. It's just saying. Uh, kids, little people, whatever. Says it's so they say it's a mag- magical mechanical culinary artist goes through five distinct operations while cooking the burger, mimicking the process chef use in real restaurants. Uh, so first places the patty on the grill, does both sides, toasts the bun and adds the condiments, and then assembles the burger and delivers it to the diner in a cute carbo box through a chute, of course. And they say its machine is equipped with a complex miniature kitchen. Uh, has refrigeration, has a griddle, even has a dishwasher system to self-clean what it, what it uses while it's making the stuff. That's pretty. That's pretty interesting. It says it's the first machine of its kind. This so is it's, insanity. It's certified by National Sanitary Foundation to the highest U.S. food safety regulations. I mean, that's that's a wonderful thing. That's pretty cool. Teamsters so, paid off the National Sanitary Foundation. It probably doesn't <laughs> take much. Yeah. Is that a real organization? That sounds fake. I don't know. So they're saying Roboburger. Um, the NSF. Apparently it is real. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the only vending, hamburger vending machine on the market. A company called Botast says its smart burger vending machine is the first. And a Google search shows that there are other machines that seem to be in use in Japan and China. So it might not be the first, but it might be the best. Who knows? That's very interesting. So now, a burger is not a complicated culinary achievement. 
right? No, you could probably set up a machine to do that. I'm just thinking like the heat you have to have though in there to have a grill. the burger. If you're grilling a burger, you're over yeah. 400 degrees to get that yeah. nice sear. But now they have induction cooking. So you could probably do an induction style cook and it heats up real quick and it cools off real quick. There Who you knows? go. Don't know. Right? Do a little yeah. induction, like a com- combo microwave. Who knows? Who knows what th- who knows what they got? Lasers. They got science. There's lasers in there. Perhaps there's, lasers. There's a little nuclear symbol on the outside. You don't know. You just get a burger. I mean, I I love the idea of this because I love burgers. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite things to eat. Well, this would be good. Like, think about this. You go to no people touch it. How great is that? Park. Exactly. Because people, have you seen people? People are gross. They're gross. Yeah. I people love people gross. wearing masks when they're <laughs> serving me my food. I love that. I want them in full body condoms. Yes. All the time. I want them at the Olympics. They did like the whole hazmat suit while they were serving people in the, in the thing. I'm like, that's what I want. Some people turned off. Me turned on. I'm liking that. Everything's clean. I know yeah. I know where this came from. Didn't get breathed on or coughed on or I think they there was an article in the paper local here that they found semen in something because <laughs> <laughs> of course the typical semen in the food because Man. somebody pissed them off and they put <laughs> semen in it and they gave it to them. And I think it was an ice cream or something like that. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's like Oh. That's the new flavor. Ben, Jerry, and Tony's. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Tony in there, too. Goddamn Tony, get out of my ice cream, brother. Yeah. And they put the semen in there and they said, here you go. Enjoy. It's horrible. Oh, there was hey, a man, cop arrested. If you got to look for semen, you're probably going to find it. It's not hard to get. Oh, uh, there was another story. This is really disgusting. There's another story. It was, I forgot what state it was. I think it was Pennsylvania, maybe. Um, There was a cop arrested with a teacher. The teacher brought, would bring stuff in and I guess she was effed up in the head. And so was the, uh, the, her boyfriend who was a cop and he puts, gave her semen to put in cupcakes that she gave to her kids. I saw that story a couple of months ago. Yeah. How freaking sick are you? So little elementary kids. I'm like, that was horrible. Yeah. This so, is why you should homeschool your children. Well, Robo Burger, you're not getting any of that. No I semen mean, is allowed in there. Think about it. If they could grow a goddamn cow in a box like that, that's even uh, better. That's the well, next step. That's well, like, so if you add another cube, it'll be the cow growing, feeding the 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 grown where they have the cells where they grow the little piece of meat, like yeah. feeding the the meat into that machine. Kobe. Kobe. Kobe beef. Like, Kobe that's what beef. I want. I want the Kobe. Like, lock them up in there. What about, like... Another grown you... from the cells. Remember we saw that thing? The the meat that's FDA true. was going to approve it and it was, like, Kobe beef grown in, like, a, a Petri dish. What if you could, like, give a cow, like, augmented reality? The cow thinks he's out in, like, the... Out in, like, a giant pasture. You know? Maybe you put some, like, ayahuasca down there. He's, like... The cow is, like... The cow's tripping balls. Tripping. The cow thinks the cow is in like this beautiful pasture. Think how good that meat would be. But he's already in this box getting them ready. You're going to grind them up and cook them there and boom, at the slot. Or you do like, uh, well, Dwight Schrute said on The Office that he has a patent that he's trying to get um, 
past where you get a bunch of burgers out of a live cow. It doesn't kill the cow and the cow lives on and you just get live meat from a... Like sourdough, pretty much. <laughs> it's like a sourdough starter. It's kind of just chipping away at like, I'm just going to eat a little bit of the cow today. Nothing to kill him or hurt him. Yeah, I think there's, weird. I mean, it's going to be weird. But yeah. imagine, imagine that world where you can have a ribeye with no murder. Yeah, but then you know the murder ribeye is going to be worth a lot more. Because be some so freaks going to be like, I want it rare. It's going to be so fucking good too. Be like, I want to hunt it. They're going to be like, <laughs> most dangerous know, game. We didn't know meat tasted like that. If you eat a Beyond Burger for your entire life and you never ate a real hamburger, you'd be like, oh my God, what am I eating? Right? Forbidden fruit. Forbidden fruit. Like we're never going to solve humans' problems. Like we are a disgusting, flawed creature. And that's part of what makes us so awesome. There was a uh, Parks and Rec where um, Ron... uh, Swanson? Ron Swanson was uh, challenged Rob Lowe, his character, to a, uh, a duel of burgers. And Rob Lowe had the, you know, no, no nothing harmed. It's a vegan thing. And it, he puts this on it and all these, you know, all these seasonings and vegetables. And he spends all this time, you know, prepping for the competition. And Ron Swanson goes out to the discount market. He gets beef. It's chopped beef. And he gets that. He puts it into a patty, puts it on a grill and serves it. And of course he wins. Perfection. <laughs> yep. You know, everybody's like, this is great. What'd you do? It's beef. And I put it on a grill. I put it on a hamburger. I put it on a bun and all the toppings are optional. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Took him five minutes to make. That's it. I mean, I think eventually, as long as we don't kill ourselves, like nuke the whole planet, we'll get to that point. You got to hope. We'll get to that point where we can make non murder burgers from real um, meat, from like lab grown meat. Yeah. I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're going to be there for quite a while. I, I know. I just did inventory in my freezer. I got 33 steaks in my freezer right now. Damn. Like I'm frigging, I got my chest freezer. I'm, I'm going full prepper. Why you got so many steaks? You got to eat them. You got to rotate that stock. Oh, they are properly rotated now. The newest, the newest ones went to the bottom. Good. Oldest ones up top. You gotta, you gotta manage that. Otherwise, you, you're picking through, and then you find a steak from like, oh, this is bad. Like two years ago. Oh no, I've learned my lesson, my friend. Oh, I've got a, everything has been well because we had a big turkey that we got at Thanksgiving. Because you know you get the free turkey if you spend so much. Yeah. We didn't. We went to uh, my mother-in-law, so we we got a turkey but didn't use it. So we threw it in the freezer, pulled it out this past weekend because it was cold and made it. So nice. that freed up a lot of space. So I had to. I went through my inventory. That's good. The steaks have their own section. It's got a chest freezer because you can lose stuff in a chest freezer. Oh yeah, especially at the bottom, and then it, uh, it crusts over, like it, it frosts over, it. and it's it's buried in the ice. Like you got to chip it out. I am very. I don't. I don't care about much. Most of the stuff, the world can go in and out. I don't know who won any Oscars. I don't give a shit. Yeah. What I do know is that my steaks are properly rotated. They are in descending order. Like nice, the oldest ones at the top. Like they're all marked. With dates like that, I care about. Proper That's all food good management. to go. Proper yeah. food management. See, I'll forget about it. And I'll go through the steaks. I'll go through yeah. everything: the pantry, the freezer, and I'll just be like, "Old, old." And I'll start getting rid of stuff. I'm like, "All right, now that we got rid of it, I'm not buying it again until I want to eat it." You know, 
That downsize. Like this whole like possible shortage. Like I can't go out my beef. I need my meat. So I got to make sure I'm I'm jacked, I'm ready to go. Thirty three steaks I have in my freezer. Yeah, I noticed that Costco doesn't count, doesn't count ground beef. I got yeah. like those uh, those packets, those like uh, Costco three packs of ground beef. I got like yeah, ten of those too. They started playing around with the sizes on that. It used to be inflation. You get it's shrinkflation. So for the same price, instead of getting the was it six, you get three and three. You get three. And then the organic used to be four packets. Now it's three or something. Yeah, like they no, cut right. everything down. Like I'm like price shock, yeah. And you don't realize it until you're like, unless you pay attention, you're like, no, I always get this. I get it. And you take it, you put it in the cart, you don't think about it. Oh, yep. I look at it, I'm like, hold, hold on a sec. I'm getting screwed here. The man is keeping me down. Yeah. Well, get your full volume. I will tell you a man who's never kept down, Mike Tyson. Iron Mike. Did you know that they have Tyson 2.0 Mike Bites ear-shaped cannabis gummies. Those are awesome. Do you have any idea how awesome and hilarious that is? I do because I'm on the site now trying to buy them. A few months after Mike Tyson launched his weed brand, Tyson 2.0, they've <laughs> released its latest product, Mike Bites. Pay homage to the former boxer's controversial career with ear-shaped gummies. The cannabis-infused chews are a nod to the infamous moment when Iron Mike bit Evander Holyfield's ear during a heavyweight match in 1997. Each edible ear even has a tiny bite out of the top. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome Tyson 2.0 will sell the edibles at California, Massachusetts and Boom. Nevada dispensaries awesome. now, if you're in the Northeast Tyson 2.0 Mike Bites I may have to make a special trip to Massachusetts to get the Mike Bites all he has on the uh, on the site is um, he has a mouth spray and he's got a lot of concentrates. I love the the names though. The concentrate he has. So for the um the wax, he's got mm-hmm. it's called the haymaker. <laughs> <laughs> the picture of him is like fuck is like really sweet the one they took when you go to the 2.0 with him like the smoke like just coming out of his mouth. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna deliver it to me though. Yeah, probably not. <clears throat> Let's see if they're carrying him somewhere. I would have loved to have been in that meeting when we decided to come, you know, decided on the <laughs> the ear-shaped gummies. <laughs> so he has on the website a terp cooler. Apparently, I don't know Pennsylvania what that is. of Delaware. Columbia Care, Wilmington, Delaware carries it. Oh, he's got a humidor for for weed. He's a genius. Humidor for weed. It like Tremendous. keeps it at the right temperature and the right, I guess, humidity, relative humidity monitor, USB ports, and it's a cooler for your weed. Three glass shells in it. If you're yeah. in Colorado and you're near the Green Solution, that chain, they carry the Tyson 2.0. They're all over the place. They're in Longmont, Blackhawk, Silver Plume, hmm. Glenwood Springs. Mike Tyson. 
ear shaped gummies. You gotta love it. Damn, that's awesome. If you yeah, enough of those friggin' vending machine burgers, you start taking some of those Mike Tyson ear gummies. Have them both like you're in gonna the vending machine. Time. That'd be great. Life's gonna be good. I was wanting to go to one of those cafeteria style things where they have the food in there and you pay the vending and you just get like they had one in uh I think it was Brooklyn. <laughs> and I was like, I always wanted to go to it, but I never did. <laughs> I just like I remember as a kid watching Night Court on yeah. syndication and they would always get all their meals out of those vending machines. Yeah. And I would be like, that looks gross as hell. <laughs> well, like some, you know, it depends what they put in there. And it's always like something that I'm like, I am not eating that from a, from a vending machine, like a tuna fish sandwich. Egg salad sandwich. <laughs> Egg salad. There's no way. Uh, I'm not. Nasty. Just can't do it. I don't, I don't nasty. know. Yeah. It's nasty. I am not an animal. All right. So this one you're going to have to help me with because I didn't read the whole thing on this. All right. I'm here to help. So the title of this one is called Slobbing Out and Giving Up. Why are so many people going goblin mode? Goblin mode. <laughs> so the term embraces the comforts and depravity and direct departure from the cottage core influence of the early pandemic days. So at some point in a stretch of days between the start of the pandemic's third year and the feared launch of the World War th- of World War Three, a new phrase entered the zeitgeist, a mysterious harbinger of age to come. People were going goblin mode. Just fucking eating and doing whatever they want. <laughs> <It's> disgusting. <laughs> uh, the term embraces comforts of depravity, spending the day in bed watching 90 Day Fiance on mute while scrolling endlessly through social media, pouring the end of a bag of chips in your mouth, downing Eggo toaster waffles with hot sauce over the sink because you can't be bothered to put them on a plate and leaving the house in your pajamas and socks only to get a single Diet Coke from the bodega. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so so the term real-life goblin and goblin mode is, uh, is being thrown around right now. Saying so you wake up at 2 a.m., shuffle through the kitchen wearing nothing but a t-shirt to make a weird snack like melt cheese on saltines. <laughs> He's just like, you're too lazy to even make a meal. He's just like, I just want something to eat. Goblin mode. It just sounds so dark. Yeah. You've gone to a dark place, man. Like, I feel just... like you're not leaving the house for just... I mean, we all remember those early pandemic times where we're like, whoa, like this is like, we're locked down. I can't leave the house. I'm used to going out. Yeah. yeah. But this is like, it's almost that to like a. That's like the shining version of that. Well, like imagine you lived alone. Now. Imagine you lived alone, survived oh, yeah. the whole pandemic, but you're still freaked out. You're staying inside, just eating. Yeah, like I said eating like tubs of ice cream. Haven't showered in days. Yeah, watching TV. But you get used to it. Honestly, like I, I will sit here in the office since I'm working remote, and I always want to work remote. I could sit here if I didn't have the dog and not move. I can just eat and drink and work, you know? And like, if you, if like there are people that got used to ordering their, their food delivery, you know, for, for restaurants and even ordering groceries, like not leaving the house. So like that, I, I can imagine this is going to be a very big problem because there's people that are almost shut-ins yeah, and people just getting big as a house. And their psychosis is taking over too at this point. 
Yeah. You know, there's a little bit, I've gotten it too. Like not, not to where it's a problem, but I've actually thought about like when I go out, I'm a little more nervous sometimes. I'm like, I'm used to just sitting at home. Why do I have to, why do I have to go anywhere? Like I got to get plywood from Home Depot and I actually looked at, can they just deliver it? It's like five miles away, but I don't want to go pick it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking like, a tree. I got to go. I got to walk in there. I got to get it. I got to pay for it. I got to load it. Can they just fucking deliver it? Right? Like <laughs> deliver everything. We really are a bunch of spoiled fucking brats in this country. We really are a bunch. <laughs> I was looking at something the other day and I'm like, I don't really want to wait two days for it. Two ninety nine. They could deliver the, that next day. Yes. Between. And it's funny. They put between like 2 a.m. and 8 a.m. Like somebody's going to deliver it like 4 a.m. Like that's really going to happen. Like I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to wake up and look out the door at like 8, 830. See, I'm here for that kind of hustle. I like that kind of hustle. I want to see someone grinding, you know? That's right. Hey, I paid the money. I don't care. I'll even tip them for coming see, that early. This Good. is where meth has positive effects. If they yeah. can have like, I mean, I guess it's not what Adderall kind of is like positive meth, like just a yeah. little bit. But it's hard to get Adderall. Well, I guess for most people, it's hard for to get For you, bro. For me, it's pretty hard to get. You gotta have like a psychologist like evaluate you and get it. I looked into it. I was like, damn it. But you're better off just buying it illegally. It's like, can I microdose meth? <laughs> Isn't that what Adderall is? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, the problem is then you go to microdoses and it's like laced with fentanyl and you're fucking dead. You're just dead. You can't trust yeah. anybody. Can't trust anybody. That's why you got to legalize it all. Yeah. Or some of it. I don't think I don't think you should ever legalize meth. Yeah. I love this uh another Quebec goblin mode. It's kind of the opposite of trying to better yourself. And it shows a picture. There's just like 15 pizza boxes, like uh, empty boxes just stacked up next to the garbage can. The humanity. <laughs> I love the idea of goblin mode. Like I love I love looking at other people doing it. I couldn't see myself. I mean, I do a little bit of goblin mode sometimes. Like I'll be like working and I'm like, I want something to eat and there's leftovers in the fridge. So I'm like, I'll like eat it like out of the thing or like with my hands. Cause I don't want to get a fork. Like it's, you know what I mean? I, I could know. do, I could do a goblin weekend, like goblin, goblin mode weekend, weekend. like long yeah. weekend. Well, especially you know? up there if it's cold or rainy, like, you just want to stay in anyway. Just binge watch TV and eat. Yeah, like what else are you going to do? That I'm picture. Not, not a problem the, uh, with that. I have no problem with that. The artist rendering picture is pretty disturbing. <laughs> whole, whole sweet hole. Whole sweet hole, yeah. <laughs> They're in their little cave. Now, and again, as a guy, I can see myself doing it. But the fact, I think the drawing is a girl or female. A girl yeah. doing that, like that just grosses me out. I tell you what, when the pandemic first started and we were locked down, I I went through a period where I didn't really change. Maybe I skipped a shower on a day, but I actually had to at some point catch myself and say, okay, I got to wake up and I got to get dressed. Even if I'm going to work and it's just in the other room, I got to get dressed. It's going to put me in a better better mental attitude. And I started doing that and I still do it today. And it's just it helps. Yeah. Put some new clothes on your new frame of mind. You're going to work at least, even if it's in, you know, the other room, it's still going to work. See, I've, I never had a problem this whole goddamn pandemic. I was like, 
I just got my got my shit done every day. Yeah. I didn't I didn't work out for the first couple of weeks, like in mm. March. Okay. But like early mid April, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I started doing like yoga and stuff, and yeah. I luckily, had weights around the house, and you know. It can but be, after that, found yeah. a flow, found a groove. Like just like a record, man. You find that groove, just keep on trucking. And I think overall it could be better for everyone, but there's some dark places people can go. That's for sure. It's easy depending on where you are in your life. Like hey, look you know, what I'm wearing. Look at that. Ishkill. Ishkill. Is Ishkill going to be open? Everything is fine. That we got rid of all restrictions. Everything's normal again. I was actually thinking maybe Vale Bottom. Shotzi, shank me on mask. <laughs> shank me on mask. <laughs> Yeah, I think they said they were opening. There was something about uh, lawsuits with them. Again, more lawsuits, huh? No, I think they were opening. No, no, they the Austria dropped. I think the mask mandate or something, or the vaccine mandate. There's something did, that yeah, they made changed. some. They played insane. It was like you're getting fined if you're unvaccinated, and they got rid of that. Yeah, well, I think they got like the whole slap in the face with the whole everybody pointing fingers at them that they didn't do anything they they spread corona all over the world nobody said a damn word to china <laughs> but just yeah. saying just saying just saying allegedly you gotta mess with the ski areas right it's true come on man you don't mess with the ski areas that's when we start making fun of you they didn't give you the virus they were just open that's it yep. that's all they did you brought the virus you spread it around that's what it was Yep. People are gross. That's part of what makes us wonderful. We're gross. We're disgusting. Yeah. That's I mean, what it is. Now when you get on a on a plane or a public bus, you're like, I really do want to wear my mask still because you people are gross. Right? <laughs> Gotta fly private. <laughs> That's the, the move. Way to go. Gotta fly private. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up the old podcast for the week. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. We are on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Podcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Go to the, our shop, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Thank you to our sponsors, Terracia. Go to terracia.com. Use the code TERRACIABUM, 15% off. Paradise Skis, paradiseskis.com. Use the code What's the code? Ski bum 15. 15% off. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay fluent. See ya.